This Bible teaching comes to you from the Apostolic Church All Nations Centre in Kennington, London. Here now is Pastor Abraham Saki with the Word of God. So we're going to speak on the subject, uh, Stronger and Fitter for the Master's Use and for His Glory, Emotional Maturity, Part 2. When we, first, when, we, when we came back, I started, there wasn't enough time, so I just, I, just, I just broached the subject briefly. I trust that I will have a little bit more time to do what I need to do. We talk of emotions. Anybody and everybody who is alive has got emotions. I must be careful what I say because I am not a psychologist, I'm not a doctor, and um, yep, I'm just from Bermondsey. That's, I think that qualifies me to speak on any subject. If you believe it, say amen to the person next to you. <laughs> Some of you are looking at me, this man is crazy. You are right, yeah? Not too crazy, though. Not too crazy, though. Hey, please, I beg. Yeah? Some of us know more than anything. A joke is a joke is a joke is a joke. Thank you very much. One of these days, we're going to speak on the, the subject of superstition. I think we need to speak. There are, there are Christians who are more superstitious than anything else. Their superstition exceeds their Christianity. Don't say I've got a headache. Don't say you've got a headache. Oh, confess the positive. Is anyone sick among you? Isn't that what the scripture says? You know better than God. <laughs> how, would you, how would you call, oh, I heard something once. My enemy is, is sick. Pray for my enemy. I thought, where on earth are you coming from? Get real, my friend. Hallelujah, and the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Okay, enough. Human emotions. Some of us can hide our emotions. I'm not going to try to define everything because as I, the whole, this whole matter, um, is, is, the word emotion does not exactly describe it. So you can talk of somebody's temperament. Somebody's temperament. You don't need to get a dictionary. Somebody's disposition to life. And for me, the subject I'm going to talk about um, is going to pick here, pick the eclectic in, in, in a sense, because time doesn't allow us. And yet it's so important. I was watching, we've taken to watching Downton Abbey the other day, and at the close of this, a man said to a, 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 a man whose wife had done something bad so that they had lost their lodgings, said to, the, said to his lordship, he said, listen, our emotions sometimes trip us up. Let me say it again, our emotions sometimes trip us up. Picture this. You come to church in the morning. Now let's, let's, let's talk here. Yeah? Let's all be spiritual. It happens. You do it. You walk into the church. You walk in, somebody is waiting for you. He's ready to have a fight with you. He's waiting to have an argument with you. How do you respond to that? That's where your emotions lie. Now, don't tell me I'm being emotional. But that's it. The person... You go to somebody and say hello before you know, oh, where did this coming from? That's an expression of emotion. Your wife says something, ah, or something else. The poor woman, only the poor woman asks the question. And the poor man asks the question, what are we going to eat? That is all you think about. And then before you know, Second World War started. Why are you so happy? Why are you so <laughs> but that is, that, 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 that is the truth of it. We talk about emotions. And our emotions trip us up. 
I am not here as an expert. Let's go to slide number three, please. Emotions versus physical prowess. Proverbs 16.32 says this, reading from the New King James Version. He who is slow, listen, he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. Note the two, slow to anger. It doesn't say that you never get angry, but slow to anger. It doesn't mean that it builds up slowly, 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 boom. No, 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 no. It takes a lot to make you angry. For some of us, every two seconds, you have friends, you talk to them on the, on the phone, you put the phone down, you phone the next time, for three weeks, they won't answer the phone. As a pastor, pastor uh, let's say, he, he vex, the man vex. He's angry. You don't know what he said wrong. Slow to anger. I'm not here. Listen, please, this is serious business. He who rules his spirit. Do you rule your spirit or does your spirit rule you? For some of us, on the other side, our tummies rule us. The church calls the fast. 8 o'clock, 8.39. Ooh, no, 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 no. And you must go. Your tummy rules you. As somebody said, my tummy doesn't rule me. I rule my spirit. And so when we talk of emotions, we talk about anger. Anger is an emotion. How many, I suppose, yeah, wars have been started. I was going to say world wars, but we've only had two. Well, only two. We've had two. Thank God that there may not be another one. Wars have been started because of emotions. Somebody insults somebody. And then somebody insults somebody. Before you know, boom, innocent people because of human anger. Emotions defined, if I can. Since I'm not a professional in human behavior, perhaps it would be best to look at examples of emotions to throw light on what I have in mind. When we deal with emotions, the word that comes to mind is temperament, which has been defined as a person's or animal's nature, especially as it permanently affects their behavior. <coughs> behavior. Your emotions affect your behavior. Have you ever, well, that, that's me. Well, that's me. I said, shame on you. Shame on you. I don't shame on you. That's you. If anyone be in Christ, somebody finish for me. Behold. I'm gone, but I'm only human. <laughs> I'm only, no, don't tell me you're only human. Bible says we are not mere humans. But isn't that what we, oh, I'm only human. You misbehave yourself, say, I have misbehaved myself. I'm mere human. The tendency to behave angrily or emotionally. If you want to be helped, Read Tim LaHaye's book on spirit-controlled temperament. Listen to this. Emotions, manifestations of emotions. Galatians 5.20, reading from New King James Version. Just picking up from 20. It says, idolatry, sorcery. When we say somebody is involved in sorcery, it's basically a form of witchcraft. Playing with magic. Sorcery. And then the companion is... You can see what hatred, hatred, 
I haven't told you anything new. Don't say this man comes back. I have only written from the Bible. If you've got any problems, go and speak to Mr. God and say, Mr. God, I don't want, I don't like what you wrote in there. Hatred, contentions. What's a contention? Oh boy. I heard it said of somebody. They say, even when they're leading prayer meetings, you think, who are they fighting? Who are you fighting? Contentions, jealousies. How many of us are jealousy? Jealousy will kill you. Outbursts of wrath. And that is what frightens me. Outbursts of wrath. When you don't know what it is before, you know, boom. And sometimes the outburst of wrath is not just verbal, but bam, kick, headbutt, or something like that. Or else, let's go out and have a fight. Someone say, well, we don't need to go out. Let's do it right here. This is serious. We're talking about maturity. Stronger and fitter for the master's use. We come back stronger and fitter for the master's use. What is going to upset you in this meeting? And believe me, there's a lot to upset you in the meeting. There's a lot. You know why? Because they are human beings in the meeting. If you don't want any upsets in the meeting, in fact, it will not even be a meeting because there will be nobody there. So by very definition, there's no human being. Somebody has come. Somebody who comes in. He's coming coming late. He knows he's coming late. He's going to pick a quarrel with you. Because you came early. He came late. Did I ask you to come late? So why pick a quarrel with me? And please don't get upset what I'm saying because I'm always speaking the truth. Thank you very much. Yeah. Slide 6. 1 Corinthians 14, 20 says, Brothers, do not be children in the mind, yet in the evil be little children, but in the thinking be full grown. My favorite scripture, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish ways. No expression, I put away. You say, children, put away your toys. When you say to a child, put away your toys, what do you expect? You expect them to get up, pick their toys, and put them away. So you stop it. I said to myself, Abraham Saki, stop it. It's no good. You cannot speak to your wife like that. No, that I've never said anything rude to my wife. Never, ever. All smiles and kisses and everything that goes with it. They look at what a poor liar you are. I put them away. Emotions, listen to this. Emotions affect ministries. You know something? I can remember two things that two ministers have done to me. When I say done to me, they, didn't, they kissed their teeth at me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not here, not in this place, of course, not here. Maybe I caught them in the bad, in the, in the bad, in the bad. I was asking about something. The guy, I was standing his way. He had things to do. I may have done that myself to somebody. I may have. I'm not standing holier than that. But we're talking of emotions and how they affect our ministries, yeah? Emotional imbalance or immaturity can be a limiting factor to ever closer collaboration. Ever closer collaboration is a term I understand being used by the EU when we get closer. How can we collaborate when we are too prickly? You don't understand what it means to be prickly. Like a porcupine or what we call it, what's a hedgehog. The same name, the same thing. They can be a showstopper. When all of a sudden something comes out of your mouth, people say, oh, oh, oh. And then after that has come in your mouth, you're going to prophesy to me. You're going to teach me. What are you going to teach me? A feather to leadership decisions. 
There are decisions that need to be taken. But somebody's going to behave emotionally. Especially in the question of appointments, church, church appointments. That person is called to be this or that. And you stop coming to church. I should have been called. What have they got that I don't have? They are the pastor's friends. And believe me, these are things that I've heard. He dresses like the pastor. And so, emotional imbalance. The emotionally immature person will throw a spanner in the works wherever he or she does not agree with the course of action. This may result in uncooperative behavior, rudeness, sulking, etc. Anybody reminds the footballer called Lusulk? You remember Lusulk? He played, he, played, he played for a few teams. He started with Arsenal at 17. He scored so many goals. Now you know who I'm talking about? He was always sulking. They said his brother, his brother, I don't want to mention his name, maybe he might sue me because he has his sermon, so I won't mention him. But he was always sulking. Great player. He ended up playing for Liverpool and uh, Liverpool, I don't know. He did. Real Madrid and all that. You know who I'm talking about. He was always controlled by his brothers. Anyway, if you don't know who I am, go and read. Go, go. Anyway, never mind. This may result in uncle. Oh, oh, dear Lord, help me. Lord, help us. When somebody is standing aloof and they make you know that they stand aloof and they won't be part of it. You scratch your bald head and say, did we come or did we go? I must be seen and therefore I must lead. I must be called to that position. Forget about my abilities. I am better than others. I was around before them. My way or no way. So when the presbytery are going to take decisions, <laughs> they, they, they must think first. How, is, how would this person react to it? How would that person react to it? If you think I'm talking rubbish, then you don't have a clue. But perhaps you've never been in that position. Somebody is going to take offense. Their relatives will take offense. And before you know, they've done the Otilo. They are gone. Let's now look at some biblical examples of emotional immaturity. I'm going to just go quickly, quick, because there isn't matter. Let's go to slide 11. Joshua's jealousy identified. I'm going to read very quickly. Numbers 11, 24 to 30. A young man, this, I'm just cutting this because I can't read. This was something happening. Joshua had called, you know, Moses had called the people together as by, as, as, as asked by the Holy Ghost. And then I'll take off my spirit and put it upon you. And then this happens. And a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Midad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the assistant of Moses from his youth, said, My Lord Moses, stop them. But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets, but the Lord would put his spirit on them. Picture this. The church meeting has been called, and then the people who are not in the meeting, they are prophesying. And Joshua of all people should know. You know something? The anointing of God on your life will not affect your emotional disposition, period. The anointing of God will not do that. It's your character. Your character. And some of us have got bad character. Sometimes it starts from small. No one, no one touch. No one says stop. No one says stop. No one says stop. I don't know you. Never in his life had his father said to him, why have you done this? Why have you done that? Oh, this child was born in, oh, this European children born in Europe. No, children are children. 
if he needs a, uh, a wag of the finger, I give him a wag of the finger. I'm going to say wag him all because someone said, hey, the pastor was preaching here. He said, wag people. I didn't say, just wag your finger. Or else turn and give them a stern look. I say, what do you think, what do you, think you, are, you are playing at? Let's move quickly. Mm. Slide 12. The man who did not belong. Listen to this again. The first one talk about someone who didn't belong. They, they were not in the right place. So, no, you cannot do it. No, you cannot do it. And we fight battles over this. But let's go now to the New Testament. Luke 9, 49, 50. And then again, just cutting through. John answered, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name. And we tried to stop him because he does not follow with us. But Jesus said to him, do not stop him. For the one who is not against you is for you. Period. Now, you, you didn't come to the lectures. You didn't come to the classes. <laughs> so there I say, you don't come from our tribe. You don't come from our cell church. You don't attend our prayer meeting. Stop him from doing that. It's, they said, we try. I don't know how they try doing it. Hey, stop it now. Stop. You don't belong to us. Stop it. Jesus Christ said, no. Come on. You are not one of us, therefore, you cannot minister. Oh, I love this fellow called Diotrephus. The first time I heard the word pratting was somewhere in Northampton. North, North gone to a minister's conference, um, Pentecostal churches for UK, somewhere in Northampton, and this was shared with us. You know, normally, pressers may say, you prat, you call someone the prat, and it's not, but pratting is in the Bible. So, listen to this. John 3, 1, 9 to 10. I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes, listen to who loves to have the preeminence among them. He likes to be seen as the Ujiji. He likes to be seen as the Bien. He likes to be seen as the top dog, whatever it is. Does not receive us. Therefore, if I come, I will call to mind his deeds, which he does, prating against us with malicious words. I've often said, when you hear people be malicious, and of course, all lawyers over here have never been so. Oh, I was told yesterday, yesterday I was told, the day before yesterday, that a little a young man said to his friend, you see my mother's friends who come to the church, they come, they come to, to a prayer meeting, or so-called prayer meeting, all they do is gossip about people. When your child at home says that is what you do, you call that a prayer meeting? It's not about people who are outside of this place. Please, please, come on. Your child looks at you and says, Mother, you must be joking. And then you say to the pastor, go to, go to the pastor to pray for you. The same pastor and the same leaders you are insulting. No way. He himself does not receive the brethren and forbids those who wish to put, to put them out of the church. I've heard some things since the pandemic. I wouldn't repeat it here because some people know that we are talking about them. But some of the things that we ourselves have been up to. Shy. I must move on. Quickly, let's move on to the sad case of King Saul. King Saul is a sad case of the king who did not take part in the victory and success of Israel because of blind jealousy at the success of David. You cannot challenge that. The victory was that of God of Israel and not David's. That's the problem we have is this. We see it is a success. It is this man. It, 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 under whose leadership? This man. And that is all blinds us. And we lose the bigger picture. And so then we get up to things that we ought not to. And please don't tell me I'm getting emotional. 
When you see fire, you don't say, fire, hey, fire, fire. No. That was the problem of King Saul. The songs of the emotionally imbalanced women led the murderous demon of anger and jealousy out of the bosom of the king. Now it happened as they were coming home when David was returning from the slaughter of the Philistine, that the women had come out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet God, I mean, I mean to, to meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy, and with musical instruments. So the women sang as they danced and, sa and, and said, Saul has slain his thousands, and David is ten thousands. Who does such foolishness? They should have engaged their brains before they started singing. Abraham Saki has killed his 10,000 and Pastor Mbakwe has killed his millions. And they expect me to see him and smile at him. You are joking, man. After all, you are only an Igbo man. I'm from Bermondsey. Bad joke, bad joke. But no, no, seriously, but that's what it is. For those of you who compare people to people, can you stop it? That one song created, am I, that one song created problems. The woman were, I mean, in your, in your excitement, you said, oh, no, that's a bad thing to say, Abraham. Like, don't tell them what your problem is. I was going to tell you what my problem is, but I wouldn't tell you. Then Saul, listen, then Saul was angry. No, he wasn't angry. He was very angry. If your eyes, you see steam would have come in. I wonder, I would have pictured, I want to picture the scene when he was sitting over listening and uh, crying in his chair. They have ascribed to David ten thousands. And to me, they have ascribed only thousands. Only thousands? Now, what more can he have but the kingdom? Yeah, it was all about the kingdom. The kingdom. Everything else but the kingdom. So Saul eyed David from that day forward. David would say, ladies, why did you find trouble for me? Why? No, no, seriously. Please don't go and compare people and compare churches. Time is gone and I can't do anything. Success is sweeter together. Therefore, do not allow your anger and jealousy to deprive you of being part of the victory celebration. King Saul's problem with his family. I'm going to go. Then King Saul's anger was aroused against Jonathan. For those of you who don't know, Jonathan was the son of King Saul. And he said to him, you son of a perverse, rebellious woman. Can you imagine the whole king of Israel in public insulting his wife? Oh, Jehovah, now I'm God have mercy on us. The whole king of Israel, because of his blind rage, insulting his son, and then the mother gets it. Some of you, when you get angry with your children, the mother also gets it. Or you get angry with your, uh, your son, the father also gets it. I once had a woman, this is long ago, I was only a boy, insulting his son. Another insulted his son, he said, oh, he insulted his father, your father in the grave. I thought, Jesus, have mercy. The man has been dead, he's been buried. I was only a boy. I thought, what kind of, what kind of wicked woman is this? And she spoke in the God language. And when they say, oh, yeah, fle, fle, you know exactly what they're talking about. Oh, Jesus, have mercy. You son of a perverse, rebellious woman, do I not know that you have chosen the son of Jesse to your own shame and the shame of your mother's nakedness? Now you understand emotional imbalance. Check your emotions, my dear. 
As long as the son of Jesse lives on the earth, you shall not be established, nor your kingdom. Nor therefore, now therefore send for to me, so that I shall, he shall surely die. The sad thing is, I may have to just stop over here. And David said to Saul, I, I would like you to listen to this. I'm on slide 19. This was a, an occasion where King David was in a cave. And then Saul came there. And Saul fell, fell asleep. And David could have killed Saul. Actually, more than that, his servant said to him, Hey, King David, we are good at remembering prophecy. This is the time when God spoke so concerning you that you will succeed him. So do me now. And David looked and said, Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not every opportunity that comes our way is a God-sent opportunity. If it results in doing something wrong, I will not lay my hands on the Lord's anointed. So after this, cutting quickly, what happened was that David cut off the cloth, uh, a, a bit of Saul's uh, garments, and when he went a distance, he begins to talk to him. After he'd done that, he was saying, oh, what have I done? Some of you would insult and curse. It's amazing for me how people are just waiting to insult you, waiting to curse you. He said, what have I done to this person? I can't understand it. There are things I can say, but I will not say it here. So David speaks to Saul, and David said to him, So David said to King Saul, Why do you listen to the words of men who say, Indeed, David seeks your harm? Do you get it? Let me ask again, do you get it? King Saul was listening to what people were saying. They told him, Pastor uh, Olokode, Pasaki doesn't like you. He's got something against you. And then you listen. Sorry if I pick on you because you're my, you're my in-law. Yeah? <laughs> listen, I've got in-laws all over the place. <laughs> you haven't paid a, a penny anyway. You're not the only one in this place, so don't be worried. So, do you get what I'm talking about? Somebody has said, oh no, listen, there are, some of you are saying things about people and they come. Oh, somebody, twice when someone comes and says, Pastor, this elder is insulting you. You feel like, hang on a second. What? They just need to go and just hold him by the throat and shake him up. And I say, you can't do that. You'll be acting emotionally. So, feel like, just leave it. And then move on. But the thing is this. He said, why do you listen to the worst of men who say, David, indeed David seeks your harm. Look this day, your eyes have seen that the Lord delivered you into the hand, into, into, delivered you into my hand, the cave. And someone urged me to kill you, but my eyes spared you. And I said, I will not stretch out my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, I cannot go on and I must finish because we must finish at 11.30 so we can go home. We now don't have time for fellowship. We will we'll be changing the time of our meeting very soon so that we can have time for fellowship. I can't even have the time to challenge you what you've heard. But there's something, emotional maturity. How does one come by emotional maturity? Be content with your God. Hear me this. It's not part of this, but that's why. Have contentment in your God. He that is down needs fear no fall. He that is low, no pride. He that is humble ever shall have God to be. I am 
content with what I have, little be it or much. And Lord, contentment still I crave because thou givest such. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. You just listened to Pastor Abraham Sake of the Apostolic Church All Nation Center in Kennington, London. Our address is 13 Tyres Terrace, Lambeth, London, SE11 5LZ. Call us on 020-7820-9917. Find us on the web at www.apostolic-anc.org. The All Nation Center, reaching out into the community in practical and caring ways.